Christmas in the Casa. Oklahoma where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, feel it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitted. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. While your takes on eating lighter, people say I did it. You didn't know? When I hit the road, dog cities hear me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical. Spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Rocking like a Lucifer track, but what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. Hey all, and welcome back to The Outsiders, the Green Country Soccer Podcast. Um, my name is David Johnson, and with me tonight is Josh Herman. Tell everybody hi, Josh. What's up, everybody? Uh, I wish we got a, a special guest tonight here on the podcast. you want to introduce him? Sure. Uh, we got former FC Tulsa and Roughneck defender, Matt Sheldon. Matt, welcome to the podcast, my guy. Thank you very much. That's funny. I even I'm not even thinking about the roughneck. That seemed like so long ago. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. um, I'm glad that era's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. I think that's the consensus. We're all we all like this FC Tulsa, but uh, yeah. Matt, you got your start. You were born in Washington, and you uh, grew up in the Oregon area, and you played in Oregon. Then you went to US, UC Davis in California to start off your mm-hmm. college career. How was your experiences there in UC Davis? It was great. It was really good. I think overall, like I was a very late bloomer with everything and just developing as a footballer and even as an athlete too. Um, So I was not ready for the pro game at 18 and I got into Davis and I got the ability to like get in there and start basically starting from as a freshman. I got pretty fortunate like with that. And uh, just had a great four years, really enjoyed my time at Davis, enjoyed the coaches there, loved my teammates. And uh, I felt like those four years developing my game, train, I was doing a ton of training with all the guys. Uh, I felt like that was like crucial for me to get the extra like four years I needed before I could push on to the pro game. Yeah. Um, after, after UC Davis, you went, you played for the San Jose Earthquakes under 23 squad, then Ventura County Fusion. Then you broke in with Orange County. Then you went over to Germany to play. What was a, the difference? Like, what was the experience like in Germany playing? Germany was awesome. Um, I, yeah, I actually also was training um, with Sacramento Republic all of that, like, 2015 season. Um, just as a training player, nothing under contract. But I was just, like, at Davis. Um, and I was training with them and I would bust or I wouldn't bust down. I would drive down to Ventura, which was like a five, six hour drive. And I would do that every single weekend down to Ventura, play the game there. And then after the game on Saturday, drive all the way back up to Sacramento, sleep all Sunday, and then Monday be back in with Sacramento Republic. So that was like a huge year, just training, playing into the pro game. And then I went over to Germany and like, I just got to see just how they viewed the game is just different to like how I was kind of brought up and I think especially in America it's so 1v1 and like even working on your technical skills and it which is really good um, but Germany it was almost felt like the individual doesn't matter as much as the, the full team and the unit and it was all just one two touch play and it was very very small times that even in training you were even allowed to go 
um, and take a lot of touches and go 1v1. It was all about the movements and the tactics and building and, and just being as a unit. And so it was really, really cool to see that side of the game develop that way, just do a ton of basically Rondo's passing patterns and quick, sharp playing for, I was over there for God, like seven months or so, and then come back to America with that. So I felt like it was really good to get, just like open up my eyes and develop a underdeveloped part of my game, you know? Um, what was the, like the travel? Like, I know here in the United States, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of travel. I mean, you, you're playing at Charleston now and you might have to fly or out to Oakland and play, but being there in Germany in a contained uh, country, what, what was the travel difference like? It was, it was so nice over there. <laughs> I mean, I was under, I was in the, I was in a national league. I was playing, I was trialing with like fourth division teams. I didn't sign a contract uh, with any of them for lots of reasons. And I ended up signing with a sixth division team. So it was very even like localized within Germany. So the mm -hmm. farthest away trip we went to was an hour long bus ride. And I was like, just like 45 minutes North of Frankfurt. So our longest bus ride was like kind of to the South part of Frankfurt which is just crazy. And here, I mean, in, you know, Tulsa, our closest game was probably uh, besides Oklahoma city, even that was an hour and a half and that was our closest game. So it's just crazy. And like, we already played in San Diego this year with uh, Charleston and we had to take a two and a half hour uh, flight into like Houston and then a three hour flight from Houston into San Diego with like, it was like a two hour layover. It took all day time oh, going across three time zones. It's just crazy. And honestly, I think, it, it kind of wears you out, like the long travel days, the, the um, layovers, just taking up your whole day, spending so much time in hotel rooms. It does, it is very like mentally and physically draining versus over there. I mean, every game was just a short little 15 minute bus ride, short little drive, short, whatever. Um, so that part was really, really nice. But uh, it is kind of cool also to travel so far and see different such different cities and different parts of the U S you know, as well. Um, after Germany, you came back and played for uh, St. Louis FC or no, you came back and played for orange County for a bit. Yeah. Then you went to St. Louis and you went over to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know much about New Zealand uh, football, but I bet it was just beautiful over there to just be a part of that country for a bit. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I came back from Germany just because I had a, a great opportunity in the USL. And that was like the league that I, I really wanted to break into. And I'd been trying for a while, just couldn't get that door to open. And then so after that uh, season in Germany finished up, I was planning to stay in Germany for a whole nother season and signing with a Regionalliga team, a fourth division team over there. Um, but as I was in that off season, I got a random message DM from one of my old teammates who was at Orange County and just said, we need to write back can you come out on trial? Like, what's your situation? I flew out there, um, went on trial with Orange County, signed there a couple days later, played the whole rest of the season. I was so happy to get my break into the USL and then uh, ended up signing the contract, like you said, with St. Louis. And that year is just riddled with like everything that could go wrong went wrong for me, like in terms of injuries. I came in with like debilitating uh, patellar tendonitis that really inhibited how I was playing and moving. And then I pulled my groin, which I think was a result of me moving differently with running on my tendonitis. And then I had like two ankle sprains. I fractured a wrist. And then ultimately about halfway through the season, I uh, got a sports hernia, which I kind of like sidelined me for the rest of the season. So that whole year, it was just battling through pain. And uh, 
and I actually had needed two surgeries to kind of fix the problem with my sports hernia. And so I missed that 2018 preseason. I couldn't sign anywhere, anywhere. Nobody was going to uh, sign an injured player and St. Louis didn't re-sign me. Uh, so I was kind of kicked to the curb a little bit. Uh, and then luckily I had just randomly this opportunity come about in New Zealand, which was definitely a, a lower level, but still um, my ability to get paid and to live down there and to have housing covered and just basically to keep the dream alive while I rehab back from this injury. And also to be like what you said, in a beautiful Wellington, New Zealand, where it was just absolutely beautiful everywhere. It kind of felt like you're in Jurassic Park with the scenery and the turquoise blue water. It was, it was really amazing. Um, and then just rehab that injury back up to 100%, struggled with a ton of other injuries in there as, there as well as I was coming back. But pretty much towards the end of that New Zealand season, um, around August of 2018, I felt like I finally had played my first game pain-free in probably 13, 14 months. So that was a huge season for me to just get focus on my body and get it back to where I needed to be. Well, um, after that, you came back stateside and your next team you played played for was a Tulsa Roughnecks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a, the same. It was funny. It was Ivan Mirkovich actually was the player at Orange County who DM me to come out um, to Orange County and come on trial. And then I hit up Ivan Mirkovich again when he was on the team in 2018 and just said, hey, what's the situation like out there? Um, I knew they were towards the bottom of the table. I'm like, do you guys need is the coach looking to bring in new players? Is he, look, is he looking for guys to come into train on, or on trial? And Ivan's just like, yeah, come on in. So I flew out, uh, stayed with Ivan, and I uh, basically just trained for the last month or two of uh, that 2018 season. And Mike Insian had just taken over the team uh, back then. Yeah. Uh, Murkovic, that's one of the, I think, more of the underrated players that ever played for here at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets enough uh, credit for what he did in that midfield for us. Yeah, he's he's always like that type of player, like – on the stat sheet, you know, he, he'll get his assist here and there. I think he scored a goal or two as well. Um, but it's always kind of underrated moments and plays that doing the dirty work and that central defensive midfielder place, winning back the ball, uh, just running box to box everywhere, pressuring, organizing, leading, but just kind of like passing the ball, getting the ball to that playmaker who then creates something. But yeah, he was such a hard worker. I learned so much from Ivan and he helped me, he helped me, out a ton he really helped me break into the usl and then get back into the usl like i said so i owe ivan a lot well you spent the 2019 2020 and 21 season here in tulsa if my uh, stats are correct you uh played 66 games for tulsa and you logged in over 5700 minutes and last year you got your first goal here in tulsa how, how was that mm-hmm. feeling sc- scoring that and i know the, the place went crazy when you scored it because we were like oh my god matt scored a goal <laughs> <laughs> I was I think honestly that was the highlight of my professional career was that first goal in Tulsa and I'm so happy that I scored it at One Oak Stadium um it just meant so much to me uh because I think like you know I struggled a lot with throughout my career bouncing around going team to team injuries uh it kind of being underrated a lot and I worked on my game a ton like I was always a, a pretty solid defensive player but a big goal of mine from literally when I signed pro up until now to this day has always been the offensive third or the final third, the offensive play of the game. And uh, just really working, honestly, just working my ass off every day 
crossing, finishing, shooting. And like, it felt like those three years in Tulsa, like I finally hit my stride and I was playing in games and starting and the team was in 2020 and 2021 was, was winning and doing well. And it finally just felt like, um, it just felt amazing to like, just be on that high of like every game, just feeling confident and playing and excited. And it was amazing, honestly amazing. And so when I got that goal, uh, I think it was against Birmingham, uh, it just felt like this huge rush and all my teammates <laughs> were joking and making fun of me about how my celebration was just over the top, <laughs> jumping, fist pumping, <laughs> yelling. And it was not a cool celebration, you know, like, oh, I've been here before because I hadn't, I hadn't been there before. And I played in so many games as a pro. Um, so for me, I, I think it was, I love that celebration because it just was very raw for me and everything that I did and just jumping and all that emotion. Um, that's just honestly how I felt. It's just very, very true, you know? And that, that 2021 season, you know, you're primarily known as a right back, but it felt like you played every position for us. And we, we had joked around. It was like, man, if our goalkeeper goes down, Matt might have to go play goalie. And then, you know, Lewis went down. We was like, uh, we started looking at Matt, looking at you. Like, is he going to play goalie? Is he going to play goalie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very funny season, how that worked out with me just kind of bouncing around everywhere. Um, and, and a lot, again, I was like, I, I always like to joke around. My teammates always joke around with me and they kind of always joke around and say like, oh yeah, you're pushing you all around because you're not good at anything. <laughs> you can't cross with your right or your left. So you can go on both sides. But honestly, you know, I think, uh, I think all that work, uh, working on my left foot, working on that final third, attacking, dribbling, crossing, finishing, I think um, kind of opened up doors for me to play in different areas. And with, you know, we had Joaquin Rivas out for the uh, national team duty and we had some injuries, especially at the beginning of the year. And I think that I just got an opportunity of the team needed, you know, uh, left winger, right winger here. Oh, then Corrales went out with an injury. And then so I had to go to the left and, uh, I was just pretty happy that the coaches and the staff saw that I had really improved in those areas attacking wise and with my weak foot and trusted me to go into those areas. So um, yeah, it was pretty funny and I enjoyed it. I really do. I enjoyed playing different positions and seeing a different part of the game. I love being in the uh, attacking half and being more of a attacker, but yeah, my, my true position where I feel the most comfortable, definitely right back. Well, I think you finished with the uh, two goals and five assists in your Tulsa career, but I think, one of the you know the stats aside, I think the major important thing that we took from your time here in Tulsa, you made the playoffs tw two times, and you won two black gold derbies while you're here mm -hmm. in Tulsa. Um, tell us about you know your feeling of winning you know the black gold derby. I mean it's it was hotly contested the last two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean that's something that's just very just exciting. I love that. I mean both going to OKC and playing at home, especially when. Uh, it was in 2020 when we had to play, or I think it was, I forgot the year where we had to go two games there, two games away. Might even have been mm -hmm. both years. I can't even remember. I think, um, I think it was 2020. Yeah. 2020, where it was yeah, four games total. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Four I games. I think we total did that 20. in 2021 too. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, just, it, it was, it was just really fun to have that just play them so many times. And it just felt like it added to the rivalry even more. And uh, I mean, even in the locker room, we were always talking about how important this was to us. And even though, um, you know, it was no real incentive in terms of like money or or anything like that goes on your resume or anything like that. It was those games were like playoff games for us because getting that wrench and getting that for Tulsa 
and the fans and we just thought that the city and, and everybody deserved that so much so those games were huge for us and really I think we treated them the same if not more than uh, as a playoff game but winning the wrench back to back that's one of my highlights as well lifting that up at one oak and it's so great and now okc is uh kind of uh not in the uh, running anymore not, so mm. i guess tulsa has it for for the foreseeable future yeah, yeah uh, josh we'll say we beat them out of existence oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, josh you got some questions for for matt yeah i got i got one one or two maybe so my first one so you played us for 2019, 2018, 2019, 2020, uh, 2021. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your favorite home and away memory that you got from those years? Um, I would say my favorite home memory is probably, I would say probably in 2020 when we won the wrench. Uh, yeah, against OKC. And I can't remember if that was the game, but I think that also kind of like, not I don't know if it secured it, but it meant like we were all pretty guaranteed to make playoffs as well. So I think the celebration after that game and just the feeling of like, we accomplished our goals. We made playoffs. We won the wrench. Um, it was a great season. And then even that, like, it just felt like, again, like the culmination of everything going right. So I think that was probably my best home memory or, you know, scoring on the individual level, probably scoring against Birmingham, um, my first, my first professional goal. And then away, um, I would say, I would say probably playing in Sacramento in 2019 um, because that was the first game back. Cause when I got, when I signed for 2019 with the Roughnecks, um, I went through all preseason. It felt like, you know, I had gone now six, seven months, uh, from New Zealand playing without pain, feeling really good. And then all through preseason felt really good. And I played in that very first game against the Portland Timbers two at home. And I had, I tore the other side. So I, uh, <coughs> I, uh, had a sports training on my uh, left side now. So that mean I had to go and basically get another surgery and do it all over again. And I went through like three, four months of that whole process all over again. Um, and then I made my, basically my return in Sacramento again with all those fans and everything. And that like, again, was a very big moment of like, I did it. Like I'm back here, I'm playing again through the, my third surgery now. So that game meant a lot. Cause it was also in front of my whole family. Uh, everybody flew down for that game. Mimi was over there, Mimi's family. So that was a very important game, special game for me. That was also the like, game before the season got canceled, I think. So I think the first game. No, that was the, the this only was game. Twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. Twenty nineteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's really all the questions I got. David kind of answered one of mine. I was going to ask you what's the main difference from playing in Europe to uh, America. Was, yeah. David yeah, kind I'd of say, answered that. Yeah, like I said, Germany was was like that for sure. Um, but honestly, I kind of like. I think also. Like, I don't want, I mean, I only have one experience in the lower leagues of Germany, so I'm not like an expert on the topic or anything, but also on the flip side, I'd say that, you know, wherever you go, like football is football, like you can call it a different name, soccer, football, calcio, whatever you want to call it, but it's still the same game, you know, and even though the, the playing styles might be slightly different, 
I felt like, you know, at the end of the day, even when I was in Germany, just to, the, the best games I had, the best training sessions I had is when I kind of just shut my brain off and let my instincts take over because this is the game I've been playing for 25 years, 20 years at the time. And just, yeah, it's the same thing, even though it's in a different language and people are shouting at you, it's, and you don't understand what's going on. Like it is the universal language. So it was, it had slight differences, but it, I'd say for the most part, it was very, very similar. Well, um, so this year you got an offer to go play up over at Charleston Battery. Um, that's a, that's a team that here in Tulsa we never had a a game against before until the first game of the season this year. But uh, what what's been your experience over there playing at Patriots Point and um, with having a former U.S. Men's National Team player as the coach and Connor Casey? Yeah, it's been it's been great um, this year so far. It was, it was definitely a very, very hard decision to leave and something I thought about for a long time. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, I kind of was just, I was ready for a new opportunity and a new challenge. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had, you know, talks with, with Mike Insian and Donovan Ricketts and everybody. And it, it was tough. It was very tough to leave. Because um, like I said, Tulsa, had, it was just like, I felt like it was my home. Like for my, I bounced around so much from my professional career. And then finally I was in a place where things were going right. And, and I felt like I, you know, like I, I really started to feel at home. And then I, but at the same time, I was like, I was ready. I was ready for something new, ready to test myself. Um, and then coming here, it was, it was honestly exactly what I look, was looking for just to learn and develop under a new coach and um, new playing style with new teammates and new city. It was kind of definitely leaving the comfort zone. And uh, I think we definitely started off here um, poorly, to be honest. Uh, I mean, we, we beat Tulsa in that first game of the season which was nice to, to, to do, but um, just because it's always fun to go up against your own old teammates and everything and old coaches, but I yeah, think that was like strong to watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Rodrigo wasn't happy after that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's but, a uh, conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was funny. I, uh, I was DMing a lot of my teammates after that game. <laughs> I'll just say that, but um basically uh yeah it was, it was tough because I think just we had a first year coach coming in and, and a whole new staff and a whole bunch of first year players and I think that we needed um a few extra months to kind of get everything sorted out and now I mean we tied Tampa Bay last or two nights ago we just played Pittsburgh Riverhounds and we beat them um so I'm I'm seeing a very big turnaround and I hope we can keep this momentum going especially for next weekend <laughs> no no, so, no. <laughs> well uh you know i i envision you still having a pretty lengthy career ahead of you here and um, playing football but uh you got two very successful uh youtube and youtube channel with becoming elite and then you got a really successful podcast against all odds but we talked to a former player juan pablo Coffa the other night he's went into you know the agency game do you see yourself you know, continue teaching, maybe going into coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've talked about this a lot. I, I, I honestly don't know if I want to be like, try to be a professional coach as at this moment. I mean, everything could change. I could be saying this also and everything changes later, but I really see myself like settling down and, and trying to establish more of a home base and being a city for a long period of time. And I'm really, if you can even tell us my, my YouTube channel, I love the training um, aspect and development side of the game. 
And I love, I can even see myself now loving training that the kids between 14 and like 20 and right, you know, at that level and, and pushing higher. And my ultimate dream as of now is to have a, a sort of training facility and take kids kind of like either individual one-on-one -on -one training or to do some off-season training with some pros or semi-pros and trying to push them onto the next level and just develop them there and then connect them with some teams or agents even and, and kind of build up that. But that's what I see right now. Again, you never know. So I say all this and I try to coach college or do something else. But I think I think that's my what I see in the future. And I definitely want to keep that podcast and keep the YouTube channel going as well. Even when I'm done playing, I just am going to shift the focus from my career more to um, training and then probably the careers and, and stories of other people that enter or come into my facility. All right. That's, that's awesome. Uh, so I got, I got one more question for you. If Josh doesn't have any more, Josh, you got anything else for Matt? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Okay. I got one more question for you. Then we'll get you out of here. I know your time is, you know, training all the time and trying to recover from games and everything. But uh, if you had like one dream opportunity to play overseas, where would that be at? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would say England. It has to be. I mean, I had a, such a great experience in Germany. I felt like that was really outside the comfort zone, speaking a different language and a you know kind of culture shock. But uh, I would absolutely kill for the opportunity and the visa and all that kind of stuff that comes along with it to play even in the the very lower leagues of of England. Uh, I would love to try to play League Two, League One, and just see what it's like because I I know it's going to be it would be a grind and be an awesome experience. Um, but I think I even looked it up with the visa process and everything. I would have to play for my national team and even to qualify for that. But I can still dream. Yeah. Yep. Always can dream. Well, Matt, we really <laughs> appreciate your time time tonight. We and honestly, we appreciate the last three years you played here in Tulsa. I mean, you were. You know, you seem like you're just dependable and you're always in there just, um, you know, just fighting for Tulsa, fighting for the club and everything. We appreciate everything you did for us the last three years. And we're excited to see you on Saturday. And don't don't be afraid to come over to Section 115 and we'll do some high fives and everything and catch up. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to come in uh, and see everybody again uh, this next weekend. But thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. It, it definitely – that definitely was my goal just every day uh, in Tulsa. And I, I love my time there so much. And uh, yeah, definitely. I think some of my fondest memories ever as a pro were pretty much majority in Tulsa. So I had a great time. I'm really, really excited to, uh, to come back and play, play in one Oak again. About the block you kick it on or the pot you pissing on. I'm from a hotter hell of poverty where cops are killing. Uh, the youth to lock in prison, gotta get from round this living. I hold my own, uh, and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the Glock, mama oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. A past offensive. From my childhood, a force you to forfeit. Turn snitch a crossover, source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists barking. The art seek astrologist, a start to your rocket ship. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. Prophets eyes, prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 Jesus session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I 
I went through with some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. Yeah, outside in the car.